Welcome to our third episode of Friday to Friday. We've got a lot to talk about. Not a lot of it was very you know, impressive, but we've got Lil Yachty's <laughs> Lil Boat 3. We have the Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist collab album, Alfredo. We've got Ace Hood's Mr. Hood. We've got the deluxe version of G Erbo's album, PTSD. We've got six singles we're going to talk about. Black's ATL Freestyle, Aminé's Riri, Juice World and Trippy Red's uh, Tell Me You Love Me. Rosalia and Travis Scott's Tickin, TKN, Gucci and Lil Baby's Both Sides, and Jay Critch's Execute. So we've got a lot to talk about, so we're going to jump right into it. Lil Yachty releases his Lil Boat 3. I had very low expectations going into this album. Not the biggest Lil Yachty fan. He's shown flashes. There are some songs that I like him in, but I've had very low expectations because I don't like him as an artist like throughout an entire album maybe as a feature here and there um but i mean the first song i was like if this is what it's going to be the entire time I'm, this is going to be horrible top down was by far my least favorite track i thought it was horrible the beat hurt my ears i it, it was giving me anxiety the longer i listened to that beat lil yachty just yells nonsense i it, it was well, not a good bad start. Ad-libs. The ad-libs are not good. Like, <laughs> all over the song. He did the... He did the <laughs> yeah, he just started doing Travis Scott ad-libs, played by Cardi ad-libs, which did not fit. No, I, I I was not a fan of this song. It, easily my worst, my, my least favorite song. Um, and I, I was like, if I have to deal with this for another 50 minutes, this is not going to be a fun night. Um, so you guys agree? How, like? Yeah, so uh, this song... I felt like he was yelling at me half the time. Yeah. Because it just has that... It's just like the whole... It's the hook, bad. It was like a knockoff Cardi type beat. Um, just... It's like it's like it was if... A, I imagine if it was a clown rapping at you. Okay. This is what it would sound like. <laughs> he did change his hair, though, so... Yeah, fair enough. Fair. Did you see him promoting his um, album on TikTok with his family? Did you see that TikTok? No. He was like, he was recording his family. He was going around his house yelling. He was like, it's almost time. It's almost time. And you could, his family was like, shut up. We don't care. That's how I would have been. Yeah. Um, track two, Walking Stock, was a little bit better. Still, I wasn't a big fan. I felt like the flow was boring. The beat was boring. Um, there were a couple lines I liked. He said, this bitch thirsty. She need more water than folks in Flint. I thought that was... As long as you're not screaming and moaning on a, sound, on, a, on a song, it doesn't sound like awful. It doesn't, but he, I feel like he doesn't have enough talent to not do that. The first time I listened to Yachty, like that I actually heard him was on the freshman freestyle with him, like twenty one, mm-hmm. Denzel Curry, and he was easily the worst out of all of them. Oh, yeah, he like he had a short ass verse. It was just stupid. I didn't like Kodak's verse on that. Though. I didn't like Kodak either. I think Kodak and Yachty have easily been the worst. Yeah, but it's like such a meme group outside. Of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, but that was like the first time I heard him, and I wasn't impressed there. And his famous songs have been like corny, jokey songs, like the yeah. one with Kyle, the one with Dram, Broccoli, like. 
I don't know. I mean, Little One Boat night, 2, yeah. his previous album was actually, I thought, actually thought it was pretty good. I thought there were some bangers off of it, like NBA Young Boat, Talk To Me Nice, 66 with Trippy Red. There were some decent songs in that album, but it just doesn't have the talent to really carry a, a entire, uh, how many songs? 19 song album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like he uh, plays, his best songs are with the features. Like, yeah. he's fine, mm-hmm. like, he, he can fit into this song, but yeah. he can't carry a lot of these tracks by himself. He which... can't, yeah, he can't carry individual songs, but, like, on Oprah's bank account, which, I mean, that song's come out a few weeks before this uh, album came out, like, that sounded decent. Like, I actually liked him on that. The music video was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was Oprah. But, like, he sounded fine on that. I mean, his features were okay on this album, like, or the, I mean, the features that he got... I thought it made the songs better. I thought but, the features were probably the best part of this album, yeah, to be honest. Just because even even when he was on the track with features, he'd still be like a lackluster part. Like oh, he's yeah. fine, yeah. but it's just nothing special. Agreed. Um, yeah, I did like the features. Uh, we'll get into those, but first I want to talk real quick about track three, split whole time. I felt like of all the ones where he didn't have a feature, I felt like this might have been one of the best tracks he had. I like the beat switch. I like the first part. I like the the split part better than the whole time part. Yeah, the whole time part was longer, which yep. sucks. But mm-hmm. I didn't like the beat for the whole time. I think I mean this is probably my favorite song on the album. The beat. I like the beat. I mean he's just calmly kind of spitting. He's not doing the high moaning sound that he's used to. I mean he does get that high sound towards the end of that first verse, but I actually like the way it sounds. I thought it fit well in the song. Uh, no, not a fan of that second whole time part, but overall I thought this was uh, a pretty good song. Yeah, in this song he wasn't doing like anything too crazy. Like it was just kind of like a straight verse and then another straight verse and in and out. And, like no like weird auto tune, no like strange ad libs. It was just kind of clean. Yeah, and um, I like the intro too, where he starts rapping. It cuts out and you, yeah. like that truck engine starts and yeah. it mm-hmm. picks back up. I like that, and I like you said like I liked the. I don't always like when he switches up his voice, um, but at the end of that first verse, when he got into the the Sunday through Sunday part, like I yeah. I like I like this yeah. song. It was it was a pretty good showing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and you know why it was good? It's because Playboy Cardi's in that music video, right? Which yeah, exactly. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. It was very yeah. If if you didn't know he was in the music video, you would have thought those ad libs were a little confusing. <laughs> um, and we mentioned the features. I thought the features were great, and the next three tracks are all features. You've got yeah. uh, TD, which had ASAP Rocky, Tyler the Creator, and Tierra Whack. You've got Pardon Me with Future, and Michael Made It. And then you've got Demon Time with Draft Day. So we'll start with track four. Uh, what do you guys think of TD? So I think uh, all the features on this track did a really good job. I'd say uh, Tierra Whack, for me personally, had the best you know verse. She She went pretty crazy on this, and... I haven't really heard her before. She sounded like Jid. And, like, even though it sounded really similar to him, I wasn't complaining because I really liked Jid. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then Tyler came with a, a pretty good verse here. I think he fits really well over a beat like this. It kind of reminded me of uh, Who That Boy, mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. also with ASAP, too. So both right. of these work. And, uh, you know, I just really like when ASAP and uh, Tyler team up together because I think they're an awesome pair. Yeah, it was nice to see ASAP finally get back on some music. I mean, I... I, I, Jackson has argued that he's like a very influential rapper, and I won't say that he's not. I didn't say he was influential. I just said that he was a top ten rapper alive right now. Yeah, and I mean, after like, going, through, I wouldn't say a to, not top ten rapper time. alive. I mean, top ten rapper in the game right now. Yes, I yeah. would argue. I, mean, I I think he's borderline, like maybe 
maybe he's top twelve, but I think yeah. that I think you'd be hard to find ten rappers that are. Yeah, I just wish you put out music more consistently because I mean Agreed. testing was I feel like was kind of underrated. I feel like a lot of people had a lot of hate for it, even though it was a really good album. I mean, ASAP had a. I like how they gave Yachty the first verse, how to get it out of the way. It felt like the shortest verse, I think. Can we talk about that first verse for a second? Like when he started there, I I couldn't really hear what he was saying. I didn't really understand that. Oh, it was so. when he was like, "I'm gonna eat," like just yeah. really quick. It was awful. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> yeah, I hated good. that so much. But I mean, ASAP, Tyler both go hard on their song or on their uh, verses, and then like you said, Double Tiro uh, Tiro Wack, I thought uh, had the best verse on the song. Yeah, uh, I do like ASAP and Tyler on the same track. Um, I remember, I mean, they've been on the same track for a while, um, multiple times. Who that boy? Uh, telephone calls. Potato salad. Yeah, potatoes. <laughs> and then after, I didn't. Potato salad had a totally different vibe than this one, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But then I remember after potato salad, everyone loved it, and Rocky said that he and Tyler were gonna drop a collab album, and Tyler was like, "Don't listen to him. That's." <laughs> That's not happening. He's lying to you, and that was two years ago, and we don't have one. So I guess Tyler I, was right. I want it so bad. That would be I, so I love sick. These two artists together. <laughs> that just, would be they sick. Fit perfectly. Um, but yeah, I like the Tyler and ASAP parts. Tierra Wax surprised me. Uh, she came with a lot of energy, and I hadn't really known much about her. Um, I really like the Tokyo Drift beat. I don't know why nobody else has like tried that before, but I really liked it. Um, definitely one of the better tracks in this album. And then you move on to track five, Pardon Me, with Future. What did you guys think of this one? So, Future, this song sounds like, kind of like it could fit on the, the new album he had, High Off Life. Mm-hmm. I think he's going along with that sound that he's just like picking up now nowadays. Um, it, was a, it was another cool, you know, Future feature. It was mainly his song, to be honest. Lily I just showed up for like one verse and was out. And uh, Future had the cool, uh, like, whistling Mm-hmm. And this song, which is only Future can do that, man. Especially after <laughs> this last album with all these like vocal inflections and weird stuff, you know, he does something different. So I thought it was a cool track. Yeah, I actually like the way that Yadi came on, even though it was short. I thought he came pretty hard. Um, again, no voice change really. He was kind of just spitting. I thought the Future part was okay. There was that weird part in the middle where he had like a like one high pitched line and then he went back to normal, but. He met. He had that igloo line. Like I feel like an igloo. Like, whatever that's supposed to mean. But, um, yeah, I mean the the song didn't. I don't, I don't think it stood out to me. But I mean, I really like the song. I definitely feel like it could have fit on High Off Life. The future whistling ad lib was sick. Um, I thought Yachty came in really hard, even though he, it did sound like a future song featuring Lil Yachty. Yachty's verse. He definitely came in really hard. Brought a lot of energy, um, and I thought. I liked the the voice changing at the end with Future. Um, he, it felt like he brought a lot of energy. Um, I like I really like this track. I don't know if I liked it better than TD, but two tracks with Features now, and I thought I thought they were both hits. Um, and then track six had Draft Day, a guy I had never heard of. I don't think. Have you guys had you guys heard of him? No, before? I'm no. listening to him though, and he, I can't I can't think of the exact rapper's name, but he sounds exactly like somebody that I've heard. Okay. I can't I I don't think it, it reminded me of Comethazine at first. I don't think it's Comethazine. I have to think about it a little bit more. Smoke perp? <laughs> no, not smoke perp. Uh, once I like know it, like it, it'll once I think about it, it'll be the exact same. Well, but, yeah, when I saw me. when I saw that draft day was gonna be on the album, and I didn't know who he was, I looked him up. And it's Yachty's childhood friend. 
and going back to the Gunna album with uh, Nechi, I was like, oh, this yeah. is not going to be good. And I thought Draft Day had a pretty good performance. I thought he was good. Low raspy voice. Yeah, I thought he had a I thought he had a solid flow. Um, dropped the the Rip Hamilton line, which I thought was cool. Um, <laughs> I I actually like this track. I, I like this track too. I think they both pulled their weight here. I liked how they were like going back and forth with like a verse for a verse. This beat sounds like any mixtape beat. Like this doesn't sound That's like true. an album beat. This sounds like you and your boys chopped up something. And like we're just dropping bars on it. Yeah, I think it sounds good though. I think it sounds good too. I, I mean, yeah. draft day comes in super fast, super hard, and then Yachty, I think that's just normal Yachty thing. And then I like how they brought draft day back. I mean, I, I think this was one of Yachty's best rapping performances on yeah. this album yeah. and this song. I was impressed by draft day too. I mean, he did speak a little too fast at times where you might not have been able to understand them. But I mean, other than that, I thought it was pretty hard. Yeah, I felt like they never took a breath the entire song. Yeah, like they had really hard flows. All right, so that was track six. Track 11 is Oprah's bank account. We have four tracks in between that are just all Yachty, no features. Which ones, if any, stood out to you guys? Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, I can, tell Take you your which time. Ones, I can tell you which ones weren't as bad. <laughs> and that was Black Jesus yeah, okay. and From Down Bad. Those two weren't awful. Yeah. Um, there is the offensive line on Black Jesus where he says Mo Bambi, and then he's like, <laughs> "Never mind, Mo Bamba." I don't like that Very because you can song. just say whatever and just say like J.K. Let me fix it now because yeah. you can't finish off a bar. Um, <laughs> the song, it's 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 fine. I didn't hate it, but once again, there's these corny lines where he's like, "I'm gonna turn turn him to Reese's pieces." <laughs> just saying all this shit. I don't. I'm like, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand the second part of the Mo Bamba line. He goes, "I mean Mo Bamba anklets a new Honda." Like, what's, the, rel- what's the relation there? But I actually love the Jetson beat, like the strumming like the in the background. Yeah. Like, I thought it was actually really good. I mean. Yachty just says bullshit in the song, but I mean, usual, it kind of yeah. it, it kind of flows. I mean, the lyrics or whatever are like questionable, just at best. But I some, thought, uh, some of these songs have nothing to say. Uh, no, yeah, I, I mean, you're gonna get that with Yachty because these are just filler songs because he's trying to fill an album. Yachty doesn't. I mean, we said Yachty can't carry an album, and clearly these four songs kind of show that. But I, I also feel like on. Yachty's writing, it's like he wrote a bar or wrote a verse and then just decided instead of changing words to sound better, he's just like, I'll run with it and just auto-tune it and try and fit it in. And that's it's just annoying sometimes yeah. to listen to him because it's like he's not even trying sometimes. Yeah, his lyricism definitely needs improvement. Yeah. And so that was track seven. So those two were fine. Oh, compared dude, from down bad, you, you didn't hate either. I didn't I didn't hate that one either. I liked the beat I th- on I this thought track. the lyrics were horrible, but yeah, I um, kind of felt like the flow was all over the place, didn't have much structure. But I mean, then you go into Love Jones. I thought that track was just, <laughs> that was horrible. There, I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think there was anything appealing on this song other than the fact that it was short, so I didn't have to listen to it. That no long. energy. He had absolutely no energy on this track. I felt like the beat was eh. <laughs> I don't have meh, no, no, no. If we're going to be respectful, it was meh. Meh? All right. Some, just some of the flows don't fit yeah, on the I, track. Yeah. I, the, this little section between Demon Time and Oprah's Bank Account. Because, like, the last four songs were good. Like, the, all, mm-hmm. the last, those last four from, you know, from Split, Whole Time, 
to Demon Time were the best probably on the album, mm-hmm. to be honest. And then it just fell off a cliff. I didn't hate track 10, Can't Go. I felt like he brought a lot of energy. The chorus was melodic. It was the most energetic track we've had from Yachty up to this point. Um, I, I really didn't hate Can't Go. It was just really short. It was like two minutes long, barely. So, But you didn't like that uh, one either? Man, no. <laughs> it's just uh, he, he. sometimes his flows are just super annoying. It's yeah. just annoying to listen to him. And after, like, you know, listen to three bad tracks, this one's not saving <laughs> So That's true. You agree, Jason? Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, I do want to talk. Sorry, <laughs> you're done. I don't have much to say about it. Yeah. I do want to talk about Oprah's bank account. Uh, something that I learned about this track the other day. Oh, first of all, guess Oprah's net worth. It's over a billion, I think. I, I'd say so too. Two point uh, six billion. Yeah. yeah. That's that crazy. crazy. That it's sense. weird because, like, what do you outside of like doing a talk show, like? I, I don't like. What does she do? <laughs> I know she's in movies. Like she's really uh, like philanthropic with her money and stuff. But like I don't know like what she what she does. I feel like to get that the money. thing is she's been relevant for a long time though. So like you gotta think. She's almost like I feel like her and Ellen are very similar. Yeah. Just huge talk shows that people just know of, but uh, I, I don't. But you don't really know how they came up. No, she has yeah. her own network too. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. I'm I think sure. that's probably the that, that'll probably, probably give the it to you. Thing. Uh, but the other thing I learned is that Lil Yachty intended this song to be for Lizzo, uh, and he sent the track to Lizzo, and Lizzo never got back to him. So he posted the song on his Finsta, which Drake happens to follow, and Drake commented and said, "Yo, this is dope." <laughs> Couple days later, DM'd him said send me this and he hopped on the track and i thought that drake verse was awesome oh, drake, it fits super it's, well it's uh, it's just so smooth and it it's is. like yeah. it's clever it's just like yep. he's got a lot of clever things to yeah. say here i thought it was great um the the beat is unique i i felt like the baby didn't really belong on it yeah i thought he was just, it, it just on there. was thrown on there like first he sounds the same like, yeah it's, it's not bad it's just like just he sounds the same in every it's just like whatever we'll put a the baby feature on there i mean people will see that yeah, and listen to it so um, I did like where he slowed down his rapping at the very end, like the last two bars. I felt like it fit better, but I, I thought the track was excellent, and then the, the baby verse kind of brought it down a little bit. But it, still it was a, a weirdly good like hook from Yachty. Like, yeah, decent, yeah. I like. He the doesn't look. have a lot. No, like, like that. That would have been. I don't know, but I love how Drake comes in, like you said, really smooth, yeah. and it's just. I don't know. This is more like I don't know. How to, I don't know how to describe Drake's verse. It was just kind of like. Like what would I don't know what the word would be like? Drake either has like a he's just soulful has, song or like a hard rap song, and I don't really know like this is like kind of in between. But that. like this is like a hard way of like woman, woman wooing a woman, right? Here. Yeah. Like he says like these just slick things like I won't fold for you, you know? It's just like yeah. all that shit. I, I like wish, it. I wish Drake's verse was longer. Me too. I guess yeah. he was like the best part yeah. on this yeah. song. Yeah, but. it was only like twelve bars. I think. Yeah, I wish it was longer. Um, track twelve. Yo, Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> the Pierre Range Rover Sports Truck is what the track is called, in case you couldn't tell by Yachty repeating it eight times as oh. the hook. I hate it. It's like, oh, I wonder what this song is called. It's like when Gunna says Addy's a hundred times. It's just so, it's a it's bad a, start to a song. At least he sounds better. At least Gunna, you know, sounds better. No, I agree, but it's just an awful start to a song. And like, I feel like Lil Keed is, 
I don't, I don't know. Like, I like Lil' Key. Like, he's kind of out of Young Thug's branch. Mm-hmm. Long Live Mexico, which was his last, like, actual album, I thought was slept on at first. And it's gained a lot more popularity because a lot of his songs are viral on TikTok. Like, Snake or whatever with the mm-hmm. face covering the fucking hand. <laughs> stupid. But I actually like Lil' Key. It's up freestyle. I don't know if you've heard that song before. Goes really hard. Lil' Key has a weird voice. Like it is. It, he's mm-hmm. definitely sounds like a discount young thug. No, I agree. But I, I, I'm a fan of Lil' Key, and I don't know. Like, yeah, he kind of wrote the song for me with his Range Rover sports truck. Like, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, like, I, the, this beat was crazy. Yeah, it's good. Beat. Uh, it was yeah, great. Super beat bouncy. Beat. There's a lot of energy here, and like, uh, I'm, I'm. This is a great Lil' Key song. <laughs> yeah, <Lil laughs> you know. And I don't need Yachty on this. I wish he'd kind of get out of here. Yeah, and maybe they'd write a more creative hook because, you know, if, like, a hook on, a good hook on this song would make it so memorable. My favorite Lil Yachty, my favorite song with Lil Yachty in it is from the D to the A, the song with T Grizzly. Oh, yeah. okay. And that's the one where they go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, you like that back and forth. Back I and do. Forth, yeah. And I was hoping to have something on this album like that. Didn't expect it to be with Lil Keed, and I didn't expect Lil Keed to outperform Yachty. Yeah, Loki yeah. has that like high pitch kind of like soulful voice though, and they don't do it until like the third verse. Like they exchange. I think Keith has the first two verses, right, and then Yachty just has the chorus. I think they go back with like four liners for I, I think in that third verse, right? I don't remember. I thought oh, it was from okay. the beginning. Oh, uh, okay. But regardless, I mean, I I, I didn't think Lil Yachty was impressive on this track, and it, I felt like up to this point the production hadn't been great. Yeah. And he finally has a beat that is really, really good here from Pierre and just trashed it. I want to see Yachty's voice without auto-tune. Like, in that yeah. back and forth verse, like, he gets super, super high. And I really want to hear him rap without auto-tune and how it would sound. <laughs> it might be better, to be honest. It might be the, like, some of this, be the same. <laughs> some of this auto-tune, it's just, it's, it's too, it's, I don't it sounds like he's a horn. Sometimes I'm gonna go on it's YouTube just, and look up Range Rover sports truck without Yachty. Just <laughs> it just silences it. It's just a little cute. All right, um, next four tracks. Another dry spell. We got the rest of the album. We got no features. Thirteen Lemonhead. Track fourteen. Don't forget. Track fifteen. Up there music. Track sixteen. West Side had an interesting Buddha beat, but other than that, I mean. <laughs> you didn't like anything from this Carter. Okay, so Lemonhead, uh, he can't flow on this song. I don't know where I felt. I don't know how I felt about this beat. I really didn't. It was cool. It, it was because like I'm like this is weird. Accord- it's it's not, not like an accordion. It sounds like one of those kids beats that he always hops on. <laughs> yeah. It sounds. It's it sounded like, bubbly too. Like it was so weird. I liked the beat at first until he got on it and was just completely off tune with the beat. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't even remotely close and. It kind of ruined it, but... And then that second verse, he tries that high note, like that whispery voice. Horrible. He, he tried that out. Horrible. He Save the whispering to 21 Savage. <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me a little bit of Young Thug on this song, but I just, it just... It didn't work at all for me. It's a bold comparison. Like, no, but like a terrible Young Thug. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> They're like, not good. Walmart Young Thug. Yeah. They're like, horrible. Um, or like Ocean State Job. Uh, okay, uh, the don't forget, I wish I could forget. <laughs> it's, Bitch, I ain't a dummy. You always seem to leave me when shit ain't sunny. It's the most childish and generic way to say like shit like this. Yeah, it, 
I mean, his lyrics are horrible. The album picture is, I don't know if that's him as a baby or him as a child, so maybe that's what he was going for, the childish approach. I also hate the whistling on this beat. I felt like it was like a Lil Nas vibe yeah. with the whistling for some reason. Yeah. Just... But yeah, I didn't like it either. Track 15, Up There Music, let me just say those short keys gave me anxiety. Those were horrible. I, every time they were like, dun, dun, horrible. Earl on the Beat, I think had like five or six beats on this album, and I don't think I liked a single one. <laughs> I don't like Earl on the Beat. He was, yeah, he was horrible. <laughs> he was so bad. There was like one that was passable, and the rest <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh man. Um, but I felt like the hook was all right on that song, and then the verses were horrible, and the beat was horrible. That song sucked. Uh, <laughs> West Side, I liked, I liked the Buddha beat. Um, West Side, I didn't hate. I felt like he, he had good energy, and I felt like the beat was, was solid. The flow was okay. Yeah, West like, Side, I didn't I hate. I like that like flute or piccolo mm-hmm. or something in the background. Yeah, you always do. I mean, it's a great instrument, man. <laughs> I can't complain. It reminded me a little bit of... Uh, like mask off, like it kind of had mm-hmm. a similar any flute piccolo recorders, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just the, at least the flow on this song is a little bit better than the last three, True. and the beat, the beat does come in hard on this track. All right, we're gonna move on to track 17. I'm gonna talk positive things about mm-hmm. Lil Yachty before we trash the last two songs and, and end with that. Um, I liked track 17 till the morning with Young Thug and Lil Dirk. Um, the beat was happy, fast-paced from D.Y. Crazy. Uh, I felt like Dirk's part, little Dirk's part, I loved in the pre-chorus. The Yachty hook is fun. Um, Thugger's verse wasn't the biggest fan of. Like, he has better features, but it wasn't bad. Um, and then Dirk's verse was good, too. I, I Personally, I think it was my favorite track on the album. I, I liked it. I, I have to agree. It was it was one of my favorite tracks on the album, too. I really liked uh, Lil Durk. Lil Durk Lil sounded Durk. so good on, yeah. on this track. Just so smooth. Um, and I, I liked Young Thug's verse, too. It just, once again, shows his versatility on any track. I Yachty was fine. Yachty was fine. This tr- he, he doesn't ruin the track. <laughs> but at the same time, when he's saying, like, all she do is geek until the morning, like, if there was a more refined singer on that track... Like it would sound a lot better. True. Like even like a pop singer would mm-hmm. sound so much more crisp, and it it wouldn't sound as childish the way he delivers it. How about K-pop singer? I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> can you name a K-pop I, singer? I if know, you can, then I'm not your friend anymore. BTS. BTS. That's the group, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy. <laughs> I think there's this dude named Jimmy. I hope not. For your sake, I hope it's not. I'm not gonna try and name any of them. But um, I don't think it's possible to have a bad song with Young Thug in it. There's some like what he can do. On it. I, I mean, you know, the one on the future, Harlem Shake. Yeah, we're still at third. That third, was, third reference. That was a bad song. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like it's true though. Like, I mean, Young Thug is just so versatile. I mean, he can kind of, he can pretty much carry any song because of what he can do. I don't think he did that here. I think Lil Dirt kind of carried the song. Lil yeah. Way yeah. way smoother over it. Um, but I, I won't say too much more, I think, because I think we covered this song. Track 18, Woo Child. He starts off saying... Can we just shit, skip the rest of the album? This, sh- <laughs> <laughs> this shit sounds like motherfucking Final Fantasy, goddamn. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the beat sucked and he was horrible on it. That was hor- there wasn't a Preach single it. thing I liked on that. I got, I got nothing to say about this <laughs> that, There's nothing. That track sucks. It's like, I feel like we've, we've covered everything in all the other terrible songs that we have uh-huh. nothing left to say in this, mm-hmm. this one. Concrete Boys, I felt like... Decent, still didn't love it. 
the beat was great on this song. I, yeah, like, I if, agree. If Thirty there were some confident rappers mm-hmm. on this yep. track who could make a coherent song, it would sound good. Like you, I don't know. You put Travis on this. You put somebody on this. Yeah, anybody. I felt like, <laughs> I felt like the whole bit of rap. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all we're gonna talk about with Lil Yachty. Yeah, um, Twenty-seven minutes is enough. He still, he still, he shows flashes, but he's got tons of inconsistencies. Yeah. Brief, he should just stick to seven song EPs. Just leave it at that. And he should never try and sing. Is the lyrics? The lyrics. So bad. That's my biggest knock. When the he's monotone and not doing a voice switch, I think he's fine. Like if he's just riding over a song like and split all the time. He did switch the voice that one time, but like pretty much he's just kind of going over the beat. One tone, like he should just stick to that. Can we, can we one one more thing? We gotta go back to. There's this line in Black Jesus. I know he's probably just trying to fill it, uh-huh. just trying to fill the song Literally as much as he can. With, you know? But he says, "Others rappers' music is trash can." Like he called them trash. It's trash not even can. a sentence. Other other rappers' music like he is said, trash can. It's not exactly that, but he called it his trash can. It's not a sentence. <laughs> uh, yeah, his lyrics need to improve. I feel like the features were good, and they are the reason I'm not going to grade this album horribly. The production sucked. I think he'd do better with better production, but even the beats where I felt like he had some some good production, he killed, like, they bombed them. Horrible songs. <laughs> um, so my favorite track was Till the Morning, the, the track with Lil Durk. Lil Durk was phenomenal on it. Young Thug was pretty good. My least favorite track was the intro, Top Down. It, uh, I'm going to hear that song in hell. My scores. <laughs> my score is a five point three out of ten. Pretty pretty bad. That's generous. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking if maybe I was being too harsh when I was grading this, but then I was thinking I only liked really the features other than outside yeah. of like two songs where Yachty performed decently. Yeah. Um, my favorite song. Um, I, I really did like Till the Morning, but I'm gonna go with Demon Time. Okay. Just because I thought Yachty showed off. It, the best of his abilities in this song and also we heard another guy draft day who we've never heard before and he he killed it with yeah. this track so you know i gotta give it up to them um worst song a lot of them, a lot of them Can you pick one? uh if i had to pick one i i'll go love jones <laughs> that thing that thing was trash that thing was trash um uh overall in this album I'm gonna give it a three out of ten. Oof. <laughs> the features did well, but Yachty just did so poorly yeah, that I agreed. can't do much more. Yeah, um, my favorite song is definitely "Split Whole Time." Um, I think he just re- kind of wrote over that song. I didn't have any problems with it. The second verse wasn't as good, but you know, it, it was alright. And then my least favorite song, the first one, awful, terrible. Yep. First time I listened to it, I actually skipped it um, before. I didn't even listen to the entire thing. I skipped it. Um, you know, there I I'd say that there's probably five or six good songs on this album, maybe. So that's about like twenty six percent of the album. So we're just gonna move it over a decimal point and give it a two point six. Just All right, <clears throat> fair enough. All right, <laughs> hopefully we don't have to per, uh, review another yeah just little Yachty project. Take a few years off, Yachty. <laughs> Think about your career and what you want out of it. I'm a toasty. You know, <laughs> Stick the features there, bud. Alright, moving on to the Freddie Gibbs, The Alchemist collab album. Alchemist, Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo. Get it? Al- Alfredo. I felt like that was a pretty creative title. Um, 
Freddie Gibbs has had really, really good production throughout his career uh, from Kenny Beats, mm -hmm. Mad Lib. 1985 is what we kick off with, track number one. And this song, I, I, it's one of my favorite songs of the year. The intro with Bernie Mac is sick. That beat drop is awesome. That guitar is beautiful. I love that guitar. It sounds like it's straight out of a Jimi Hendrix song. You said that was um, Bernie Mac right at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, the way it like comes in too, like Bernie Mac does like the, like the, or whatever. And then the beat comes in. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. That was sick. I love that. Yeah. Um, the, the flow from Freddie was hard. He had great rhyming. I, I thought this was an incredible intro song. Yeah, I thought it was on point with this song. I love the guitar, you know, mm -hmm. beat. It just, it sounds great. It has such an old school vibe. Yep. Yep. I think also another, maybe you could tie this in with the Alfredo title, not just only their names, but it's also, I felt like the, these beats reminded me of like this old school vintage, like mobster vibe, mm -hmm. and, you know, like, you know, just old, like Italian, like street gangs. Well, we had the one song, yeah, track five with Benny the Butcher and Frank Lucas. I mean, that, mm -hmm. yeah, he was I mean, a mobster. Solid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So... I felt like he definitely had, like, a, a lot of the flows, a lot of the beats were violent and definitely brought, like, that, uh -huh. like, a mobster mentality. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I this, felt like there was a lot of... This this that. was a, a really good first track. It didn't really feel like an intro to me, but I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, the second track, God is Perfect, that's another track I love, I keep going back to, um, add it to a bunch of playlists. I like the, the beat with the, the off-note keys that... The hook is one of my favorite parts in the entire album. The the microphone check one two mic checka. I love that part. It kind of sounds super old school. Um, Freddie Gibbs is old, isn't he? He's pretty old. He's fairly old. I mean, he. I think he's been in the game since like '08. Yeah, he's been in here for a while because I remember songs in like 2010. And yeah. Out. yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like fairly old, but not like extremely old. Yeah. Um, I felt like the rhyming on the song was kind of poor. He rhymes throughout the album too. He rhymes bitch and shit all the time. Like I, the flow's hard, but then like yeah. ending the each line with the same word over and over again. He yeah. he has a lot of like he sounds he just has like a consist consistent sound. Right. And I think that's I, that's the that's his whole thing though. It's mm -hmm. just all over this album. It's just so consistent. He sounds just his flows are always great. You know he switches it up some places, but it's just a lot of the a lot of the same. But it works on these beats. I, I thought the outro was cool. You have the, the part from Biz Marquee in the outro, and then the beat switches up. It's super soothing. It switches like three times almost. Mm -hmm. it, it just transitions so smoothly. I, lo I love how it ends. Yeah, I agree. You got the interlude, and I felt like throughout a bunch of different tracks had that. The beat switches at the end, and because of that, it transitions well into the next song. I felt like this album, when you listen to it front to back, it flows so well. And I think that... That happens when you have a producer like the Alchemist on the entire album. Yeah. You expect something like that. But I like this track. I did, I did too. Yeah, I, I just really like you know Gibbs on this track. He sounds great, and he fits perfect with this beat. And it's just I just you know just just a solid track. Um, track three, Scotty Beam featuring Rick Ross. I felt like this was a pretty decent feature from Rick Ross. I felt like this is a beat that Rick Ross can perform well on. Um, he always has like his extravagant delivery, you mm -hmm. know, and it, it fits well with like this old school, just like I, I don't know. I think like, the piano, the, the piano yeah. really gave it that vibe. I feel like he's been on a bunch of songs for like that kind of piano background that uh -huh. give it that yeah. old vibe that Rick Ross kind of just flows over. It works for such like a yeah. deep voice, 
know. I thought it was always soothing. <laughs> I thought it was soothing. I think I, fall, I think I could fall asleep to it. <laughs> um, it builds off the interlude from the end of the second track from Gil Scott Horan. Yeah. Um, he's like a, uh, an old, well, he's, yeah, old black jazz musician um, talking about you know, racism and being mm-hmm. on the right side of it. And the lyrics build straight from that interlude. Again, a great transition. Uh, something I do want to point out is they say, uh, Hook shot a hoe like Kareem, but I never leave the Bucks. Now we finally have someone who knows what team yeah. Kareem played for at Future. Yeah. Thank you. Who was um, the person that fucked up? Oh, it was Future. Or Future. No, was it Future? Yeah. 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 Say so he played for the Rockets. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Definitely meant to say Hakeem, but... Yeah, that was a fire basketball reference in there. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Um, well, it wouldn't be a Rick Ross for us without the Lord in there at some point. You know, <laughs> we got to that. So. Yeah, she shouted out Kobe and Gigi. Um, I thought that was cool at the end there, uh, yeah, the like, second verse. I, I liked a lot about what they were talking about on mm-hmm. this, you know, like, you know, problems with, like, the police and stuff like that. The, the line where it's, like, the police, like, were pulling him over, and he, like, I swore I, you know, missed all the potholes. I yeah, that I was, was swerving to miss the potholes. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought that really hit My hard. registration and license is proper, sir, or something like that. Yeah, 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 especially, you know. That was a pretty Gibbs part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What yeah. was it, like, the revolution is something I couldn't, I can't It'll remember. will be televised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yep. Yeah, I like that song. Reminds me of other songs. Yeah. Uh, track four, "Look at Me," wasn't my favorite track, but I felt like it was still decent. Um, it was a soothing, unique beat, solid flow throughout. I felt like there wasn't much to the hook. Um, I felt like it kept building and never really dropped anything, but still a decent track. I really thought it was like the least lyrical track, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that was a detriment because he talks so much on this album. There's so much to say on this album that I think you need a track to break it up, and it's just such a soothing. Uh, like sample of the the singing on the beat, I I love it so much, and it's just so it's so calming to hear. And I, I it was one of my even though it didn't do too much, I I was very I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I liked the outro. And the outro starts like the the outro builds into the intro of track five, Frank Lucas. And track five starts with, it might just spill over, and that dark beat kicks in. And so you know that track five is going to be violent. Um, again, it's called Frank Lucas, um, nod to the to the mobster. So you knew, and it's got Benny the Butcher on it. You knew this track was going to be violent. Um, I, I love this track. Freddie, I thought Freddie's flow was really hard. Uh, Benny the Butcher had a really hard verse, too. He brought the energy. There wasn't a hook, just two really strong verses. I like this track. Yeah, I think both of these rappers are super strong, and they both came in really hard on this track and delivered great verses. It was it was probably I, I'd say it's my favorite feature on the album. Okay. I, I'd edge it over Tyler just a little bit, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, I just like how the beat is like super stressful, and like it builds up, and there's piano keys to break up the verses, and I just yeah, it was a good listen. And I like how Gibbs can say like hard shit whether it's on like uh like a easy calm beat mm-hmm. and like on this one like a super hard grind right like the next track track six he definitely it was a easy going beat that he, mm-hmm. but i do want to bring up uh he did shout out michael thomas which is he's kind of like the first rapper to shout out michael thomas i feel like um i can't hold no grudges michael thomas bitch i'm catching blessings so shout out michael thomas i think butcher is just so hard like the, i don't 
his last, I don't think it was an album, it was like an EP, the one with Tony Montana mm-hmm. on the cover, that was crazy. Like that entire, I believe there was like seven songs on it, I think all seven of them went super hard. Sunday School was crazy on that album, he just has a super hard vibe. Uh, it felt like an old time rap song almost, with the two guys just kind of rapping pretty much the entire time, yep. it was gimmicky bullshit, they're kind of just going... Going with the flow. Can you say that Michael Thomas lyric one more time? <laughs> yeah. I can't hold no grudges. Michael Thomas, bitch, I'm catching blessings. Isn't Michael Thomas holding grudges? I mean, yeah. It's Devante Parker. But, but it's yeah. like... But it's yeah. like... But, but in the refs, yeah. But it's like, I'm catching blessings. It's fair. It's about yeah. the no, catching. I, 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 I just had, I, I just had, I just had to say it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very active on, on social media. He's... he's he, he's a whiny bitch, but, I mean, he's a good football player. You're not going to get talked like this anywhere else. Crazy you to say. <laughs> I mean, come on. You gotta, sometimes you got to take a step back from, from your Ohio State bias and be like, dude, get get the fuck off Twitter. He's been so good since he came into the league. It's really, like, he, uh, <laughs> there was a status all the other day. I don't want to spend too much time on it, obviously, because this, this is the rap podcast. But Hey, we, we do all these sports segments. <laughs> little sports things. We try so, and tie it as much as possible. There were four receivers since 2016, so 16, 17, 18, 19, to have 1,000 yards in each season. Michael Thomas, Julio, Travis Kelsey, and Mike Evans. And 2016 was Michael Thomas's rookie season. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I yeah. think he has the highest. I, I mean, what is he? Is it going into his, he's going to be going into fifth? fifth? Uh-huh. His Hall of Fame odds have to be really high so far. Mm-hmm. Like already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like almost just, like just not, I won't say guaranteed because nothing's guaranteed, but like as close as it gets almost at this point. Especially I mean, if Drew Brees keeps playing as long as he is, I'm yeah, that's gonna be a tandem to be And honestly, even if Jameis Winston takes over, if Drew Brees is like <laughs> oh I'm just saying, like if he'll Jameis, get a lot of yards. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah his stat, his stats aren't gonna be an issue. Like, that's yeah. true. Yeah, his targets will go up. <laughs> um, be down forty to twenty every year. <laughs> so so the uh, track five, the mood switches in that last forty seconds, and it, it lightened the mood lightens up because track five was a very violent song, mm-hmm. and the mood lightens up. Another great transition into track six, and now we've got Tyler on it. Um, I, I loved this track a lot between the two of them. I felt like their flows and their energies matched up real well. I thought there was great chemistry, so I looked up. I'm like. Did they have they done anything before in the past? Because I, I would have to love it, and they hadn't. But the Loiter Squad episode storage wars. Do you remember that yes. one? Yes. Freddie Gibbs was in that episode. Was it? He, yeah. So remember, like they open the storage unit, and the guy is like he has a hat on and a suit, and there's the the white guy tied up, and the guy's holding the gun. He's like, you you didn't see it? That's Freddie Gibbs. Oh. <laughs> so I had to rewatch that episode like or that skit like three times. That shit show. was so funny. What a great show. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're collaborating, you know, in both ways. You know? <laughs> it was so funny. Those Loiter Squad episodes are The so song fun. is so soothing, though. Like, yeah, it is. Super I don't calm. Know, what is it? It's like a, it almost sounds like a ukulele. Like, I mean, it's not ukulele. It's like a guitar, I think, in the background. But, but Freddie, like, kinda, yeah. Freddie very softly, like, more soft than he's been in his previous songs, kind of just goes over the beat. And then there's that 30, 20, 20 to 30 second break before Tyler comes in. And Tyler comes in smooth also. I mean, and I'll say Tyler, I feel like, is a little overrated. Um, I feel like. Every time he comes out with a verse or something, like people just get way too overhyped about it. But I will say, like the two verses that he's had that we've talked about today were both really good. 
that's that's fair to say. That's a fair criticism. But uh, I think this 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 verse was was awesome. I love because this verse. I thought it was just very cool how it came full circle where he's talking about like you know the boat and then mm-hmm. it comes back at the end. And it's just, you know, he's talking about, like, I guess, like, growing up and stuff like that. And all those, you know. Or, or he was shouting out, Will Bo. No. As in Lil Yachty. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> same weekend. Uh, no, no, I was <laughs> The line, I keep my circle tight like tops. That's my favorite line so far in the entire year. That's talking about tops baseball cards yeah, or football yeah. cards. That's it, sick. It, it's just, like, a nostalgic song. Yeah. Really yeah. It, I thought the flow was great. It's, it's happy and soothing. Um... Freddie actually like talks about some dark stuff, but still with a light beat. I loved this song. I th- I thought it was a great song. Mm-hmm. It just it just works well, you know. And Gibbs can fit in really any any of these beats. It yeah. just it sounds great. Track seven, baby shit. I thought it had a great transition going into it. Um, Love the beat with the horns and the the eight oh eights were pretty hard too. And he just goes and goes and goes, and and Freddie just has incredible flows. And I felt like this track, again, was really hard. The rhyming can improve. He's always rhyming bitch and shit. If I have one criticism of Freddie Gibbs, it would be that. Um, I felt like he's always so hard, but if you add cool rhyme schemes into it, too, then it it just brings it up a level even more. But I, I really like baby shit. Yeah, I haven't even thought about, you know, what you were saying about how he rhymes everything with bitch and shit. It's like... I, I there's something that was a, just a little off when I'm listening to all these tracks where I'm like, could it be a little better? Mm-hmm. You know, because like he sounds great, but it's just I, I never even thought about how that could be something that could really change, you know, and change how these songs are constructed. You know, maybe add a little bit more to it. This song was cool. There's cocaine all over this album. There is. It's like it's just yeah. poured on. It's it's insane, and you know it works for once again the aesthetic that he's trying to go for. It works with all these like old school beats. You know the mobster vibes. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just sometimes... The it's, beat it's was super sick, I feel like, in the background. It was, like, that consistent... I don't know what it was. It was, like, a It's not a horn. I couldn't even describe it. Like, I felt like it was some sort of horn. Was it? Yeah, I think it was so. just, like, consistent, going up the entire song, um, transitioning sometimes. I thought that was super sick. Yeah, I mean, Freddie just kind of... He's great stamina over songs. He really doesn't stop. Yeah. Kind of just goes at it. Um, I, I, yeah, I have no complaints with the song. I feel like, listening to this album, I feel like Freddie hasn't changed nothing's changed him like he's he's stayed the same person throughout everything that's affected his life and I, yeah. I think that's super awesome you know like the industry hasn't changed him he's still that dude yeah it's, it's like him and Benny the Butcher that's why I thought that's why I thought their song was probably the best on the album they're both like that like they're just really hard no matter what like every album is just gonna be like crazy hard stuff dark like, like, like you know what you're getting but yeah exactly. he's still he's still yeah, it's just super hard rap uh-huh. not it's not even like trap rap it's just like them just spitting facts about yeah. like it's like this is this is what we did yeah this is where we came from you know yeah. we're here now track eight is titled babies and fools it's featuring conway the machine who i hadn't really heard much from it's a slower beat and i thought the structure was cool it's uh you've got three verses from each of them they're short verses and then you've got like that that bridge in between um with the all of me Part. I thought that I thought the structure was cool. What did you guys think of this song? I love the orchestra elements in this mm-hmm. beat, and uh, you know Conway. Never heard of this dude. Yeah. Oh, whenever I see Conway, it reminds me of Conway Twitty. You know those family oh, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, Conway, Conway Twitty. <laughs> uh, but Conway has such a uh, super like underground sound. You can tell like he gives off that aesthetic, and that's the aesthetic that Gibbs gives off too. Even though Gibbs is more. 
not he's not mainstream, but he's more known nowadays. So you know, it's kind of like a kind of like a not as deep Biggie almost. Yeah. As it was I'm not comparing him to Biggie. Just like but. yeah, but these are all all these are loose comparisons when we yeah. Just like he kind of sounds yeah. like this, you know, you get a little bit of there. But the beat is almost. I mean, I love the beat, but it's kind of like it's something you hear on an elevator. <laughs> I like the line James Harden. I had to take a step back from bitches and certain n words. Yeah, that, that's that actually crazy. That was, that was a pretty good line. Yeah, I feel like just there's so much to say. They just have all these stories on these songs. They're they're hard with the sports metaphors. Yeah, yeah. it's like but these are some good, of the best good, good ones. Yeah, not just yeah. It's, it's not balling like Curry, like <laughs> Curry with a shot. Shoot it like Steph. Like it's not simple <laughs> stuff. It's like actually thought out good lyrics. Make it rain in the strip club like JJ Redd. <laughs> <laughs> like JJ Redd. <laughs> huh. There was a song I was just listening to. It might probably was one that we reviewed. Um, what was it? There's an Ace. I, I know well, there's the Ace Hood one where he's talking about. It's like he's talking about someone being a perfect shooter, and he said it was. He talked about Kobe. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, I there's it. there's some Ace Hood. There's some questionable sports references <laughs> that Ace Hood has on this album. All right. Oh shit! I wish I wrote it down because it was. I was like, all right, dude. Like we're really pushing. Can, it, can we yeah. not relate Kobe to how good of a shooter you are in terms of <laughs> your your mind, bro? Like sick, bro. You're. I woke up in a new All right, last two tracks. Um, Skinny Shug on 9 I liked the guitar riff was cool I felt like it was really loud though and took away from the lyrics a little bit and again the rhyming was kind of eh but um, I felt like it was a good good drag yeah it was fine I had no problems with this you know it fits once again fits in with everything I like I like how he's talking about like you know things like he had to worry about like his safety you know worried about the day to day things mm-hmm. um, growing up his uncle died from an overdose I thought you know it's like it's interesting to see these like real things show up in these songs once again, a lot more, a lot more drugs. Like learned how to, you know, like yeah. make drugs, you know, sell them for money, um, to you know pay the bills or whatever. But you know, I mean, it's it is what it is. This is what you're getting from Freddie Gibbs, so you can't complain about it. It again brings up uh, or adds to that violent metaphor throughout the throughout the album. Um, he calls himself Skinny Shug. That's what Freddie like nicknames himself after Shug McKnight, who was the founder of Death Row Records and is in jail for a whole bunch of violent shit. Um, I felt like it was a decent track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then track 10, All Glass, ended the album. I felt like it had a pretty hard beat drop and the verse was good. The rhyming improved. It wasn't what we've seen throughout the, the album. I felt like this was another decent track. Yeah, he definitely has some good rhymes here. Um, just, you know, just more. more. At this point, I, I get it, you know, and I know what he's saying. And, you know, these, once again, all these beats, you know, fit in with each other. Uh, no, no complaints here. This guy's seen a lot of stuff, so yeah. I can say I do like that it was ten tracks. It was, I think it was under forty minutes. Freddie is a guy who doesn't have a lot of versatility. I think he can easily switch flows, and he does that. He, he transition transitions between flows really easily, but he's not going to start singing on a track. He's not going to switch his tone up. He's got the same tone throughout everything. Um, so I like that he's not trying to stretch it into eighteen tracks because then it. It gets really monotonous, so all rappers should take a look at <laughs> these type of albums yeah. that are shorter, mm-hmm. but are really hard, and they're just solid overall albums instead of just placeholder songs that nobody wants to listen to. Because there's really nothing wrong with this album at all. No. You know, all these tracks work. All these they fit perfectly with the aesthetic that it's going for. I don't think any of these really stand out like a ton either. Okay. And I guess that's the one 
problem with the album. Like, I feel like to get the most out of this, you get, it's a full listen through, you know? Yeah, which I don't mind. I like to listen to albums uh-huh. full through anyway. Um, but sometimes I do want that one song. True. Like, you like listening yeah. listen to Yachty all the way through? No, <laughs> that's not. Okay. No. Uh, I did like God is Perfect, the second track, is, is one that I, I, I agree. I, I think that one that's stands one out. Um, and I do really like the Tyler track, too. So um, I feel like those, if, if you have to call a couple of them hits, I, I would say those. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the album. If I had one criticism, it would be the rhyming schemes from from freddie but he brought energy the tone matches the beat the production from the alchemist is great i love how each song flows between like the transitions between songs are great my favorite track was something to rap about with it with the tyler verse i thought that one was really good my least favorite track was look at me but i still felt like it was good and my score i'm giving it a 9.0 I, this is for me this is probably a top five album so far this year. This is more your type of rap, though, I guess. That's true. Um, but, I, I, yeah, for West me, this is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, top five for West me so far album. this album, or for this year, uh, my favorite this month. Uh, it, it's one that I'm definitely going to keep going back to. So, with this with this album, I think... There, there's a difference between the score that I think it deserves, you know, and, like, the score personally for me, because, you know, like, I have my own opinion on mm-hmm. it. Um, I think, like, in the grand scheme of things, this is an awesome album. And, like, it deserves to be, you know, just recognized for how great Gibbs brings it, how great the production is, how consistent everything is. You know, it just, it works so perfectly for, you know, the concept of it. Um, personally, like, I don't, it, it doesn't, it's, it, it's not meant for me, mm-hmm. right? But I, I do appreciate a lot of these songs on this album. I would give it, um, I'd say a seven, seven and a half out of ten. Like, I think what it is, it's a nine out of ten. But I'd give it a seven and a half out of ten just because I don't know what I'm gonna do with some of these songs. Yeah, everyone has their different tastes and what they're looking for yeah. in an album. But Gibbs is a great rapper, so. Yeah, sometimes I like it. I like albums like this. Like if it was a Benny the Butcher album, I think I'd like it a little bit more than if it was Freddie Gibbs. Um, favorite song probably Scotty Beam, the one with Rick Ross. Uh, I thought Rick Ross was just super soothing on the song. Had a good sound. Fit really well onto the song. Again, I mean, I don't think it's a bad song on the album. Um, so I won't say which one's my least favorite because I don't think I have a least favorite. But I, I give it an 8 out of 10. Moving on to Ace Hood's Mr. Hood. What do you guys think of Ace Hood? Um, I, this I, is a guy who, like, I, he definitely doesn't get the attention that he deserves, I feel like. What happened to him, man? I don't know. This dude, listen to his album, this dude's great. Like, this dude flows, like, is on point. It's so good and so clean. It's so much better than Yachty, for <laughs> was, sure. It was definitely better than Yachty. And it's like, there, there's some tracks on this album where I feel like they're legitimate bangers, and it's like, nobody's going to listen to them. Yeah. I mean, it's his first album since 2017, so... Was it? Yeah. Damn. Um, Bugatti, I felt like, though... Yeah, I mean, that was like 2013, I think, Bugatti dropped, that song was so sick. I believe that was... Ju- uh, we were... What, was that middle school? Eighth grade, like eighth grade right? Something yeah. like that? So I feel like that's, that's, that's so one of the songs that definitely... Got me more into rap. I feel like we got. I it. didn't. You know, I don't even remember like him on that song. All I remember is future. future. I woke up yeah. like that. Yeah. That's yeah. all I remember. I heard that. I but, actually heard it at a um, a party last year, and it was dubbed over. Like mm-hmm. the the beat, like the the hook was there, and I was hyped because I was like, oh my god, I haven't heard the song in forever. And then they put like edm over it and i was like oh this is it just sounds like somebody that would be really good in like dreamville i feel like because i feel like he kind of almost has a gym vibe 
the kind of that fast rap. I mean, that not the voice because Jid has like the more high pitched yeah. voice, I think. But I think Ace Hood would be good in like a Dreamville kind of group. I think he has that talent where he's he's just spitting kind of over every single song, really. Yeah, I mean, like these the features on this album, I didn't even need them. Really. Yeah, right. I, I didn't need him at all. Like he sounded so good to me. I I was blown away because yeah. I haven't heard this dude in forever. He's got vocal range too. I know. Yeah. Man. He does like a lot ridiculous. of things, you know. He, and it's like nobody's listening. So track one, we ball. We'll talk about. It's a single from twenty nineteen, but I, it was. It might have been the best song on the entire thing. You liked it? It was a really good intro. I mean, he's. It, it's more. I won't say it's like emotional because I don't think any of these songs are super emotional aside from just one Jacque verse, but I don't know. I think he, I, I like the beat in We Ball, and he's kind of just going over. Like, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's anything bad about it. I don't think anything stands out, but there's nothing like wrong with it. Yeah, like I like how he at, at first he touches on like some like societal problems. He's like put down the guns, you know, lift up woman, talking about like oppression, you know. Yeah. Let's let's fight these things. But uh, then he just goes into like this crazy verse where he's off to the races and he's just like going and you're like, it's so energetic. Yeah, he's a lot of energy. And this is a beginning. This is a great way to start an album. Just, you Mm -hmm. know, shit ton of energy and then we'll see what happens, you know, get you into it. But uh, yeah, this is this is a banger song. I think the next four tracks are the ones that he expected to be most talked about. Um, Say Less featuring Slim Diesel. Casino featuring Alex Dynamics and OZ, Big Fish, and 12 O'Clock featuring Jaqui. So he gets all of his features out of the way in the first five tracks. Um, I'll start. I really liked Casino. Um, I, I felt like OZ, I hadn't heard of Alex Dynamics or OZ. Uh, the beat was cool, and I really liked the hook from, from OZ. I feel like Alex Dynamics was decent, brought some energy and passion, and, and Ace Hood, again, has a really hard flow. OZ's verse is tough. Casino was personally my favorite track on the album. I wasn't the biggest fan of Casino. It it, it didn't do too much for me. Um, I did like the uh, Alex Dynamics. Uh, He had like a little like R&B kind of Mm -hmm. vibe to him and that sounded pretty good. um, But I wasn't, I just wasn't a big fan of this track. Any of the others though? Uh, Say less. I, I really like whenever Ace Hood is just doing this like fast rap you know and just like throwing it in your face and like i don't know whenever a rapper does that it kind of gives me like chills like it's going so fast i don't know what to do you know you're, mm-hmm. just, you're freaking you out <laughs> 12 o'clock baby how you not gonna like the song with the king of r&b <laughs> I, I didn't even like it just seems like such a weird duo of ace hood and like jack it, it like is. it's so weird like i don't that was the, maybe the least like i don't know one of the most like, i don't know unexpected things i saw i it guess had, like, on a, thursday had the usher cover it sounds like Usher. Jacquees just sounds like Usher. Well, like the <laughs> 7 o'clock on the top. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I mean, I mean, that's straight Usher. Yeah. I, I like that song. I mean, out of those out of those four, I like the Jacquees song probably I, the best. I think Jacquees really showed off, you know, his R&B talents as always, you know, King R&B or whatever. That's been known, though. People know, yeah, <laughs> people know Jacquees. I know, but I just, I just had to say it. You know, it just once again shows how, like, how great he is as an R&B singer. I There's just, no doubt about the king of R&B. But you put him in a in a rap vibe with Ace Hood and he's still able to hold his own. Is it like he this is more of a this is he's still doing R&B he did, vocals he but like that, he's able to like he can pick up the pace and rap too. Yeah, he had that song with Gunna and Young Thug. I don't I can't remember if that was more that no that was like a mix of kind of a rap and more R&B song, but yeah, I mean Jack we can pretty much 
I feel like you have that remix of you with Blueface on it. Um, which, I don't know. I feel like Jack, we can pretty much just be on any song. Like, you can kind of just vibe yeah, yeah. with whatever it's going it, It's on. just so chill and so smooth. Yeah. It's just like, it comes in so like, he's yeah. such a sexy delivery. Aso had great vocal range on this song too. Yeah. I think he definitely... What was that? There was the part where he's like, um, like I anticipate or whatever, like the, he kind of just slows it down a little bit. I mean, yeah, this, this is a great song. I feel like this is also the most R&B yeah. track on this album. Yeah, for sure. With this cover being like, it felt like this was an R&B cover, which is the weird thing. You know, just like him in the suit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it didn't give me like a rap, hard rap album vibe. Right. Which I, I was expecting them to well, be yeah, a little Rich the Kid was wearing a suit in his... Uh, Dude, uh, Rich the Kid is hard rap. That counts as hard rap for you. <laughs> I will not, we will not talk about Rich the Kid after his bullshit last album. Um, Alright, so we got what is it eight I, I, more tracks I also, no. I also did like Big Fish too like I think, okay I, think I wasn't the biggest Big fan Fish and Say Less were my favorite two tracks on here I, I just wasn't feeling like the more R&B-ish vibes so with the last nine tracks again he has no more features this is just all Ace Hood anything stand out to you in particular Dobo so I just, I just want to talk about the Eiffel track for a minute the song was fine but that's not what I'm here to talk about um, he references both uh, Danny Amendola and Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Amendola, okay, whatever. I mean, at least he got the t- like idea right, you know? Not saying anything wrong. I'm the one who catch and plays Amendola. Yeah, that's fine. You know, even though Danny, Danny Amendola, I mean, not the, not the biggest no, NFL name. Marcus Mariota has called one pass before. Remember in the uh, AFC? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he well, caught his he own pass. He caught his own pass. pass. pass yeah. He's caught, yeah, he's caught a couple. But, uh, yeah, this, this Marcus Mariota line, I mean, not, not a great football player <laughs> to begin with. But he calls you know, he calls him a titan. You know, you know titan, I'm a like, titan breed, Mariota. Yeah, he's not a titan <laughs> anymore. Yeah, he's a raider. He's a raider, and it's like you, yeah, you scrap the bar after you figure this out. Yeah, the album has <laughs> you gotta come out. Something yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, it's been like three else months. Else yeah, that's a little embarrassing. But, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna choose Popovich first because I mean, how could you not choose a song with a shout out to Greg Popovich, this first coach? But he did spell Popovich wrong. I thought so, too. And then he said, what was the line? Ouch, ouch, you hear, like, coaching my people like Popovich. Uh-huh. And then popping shit, like. <laughs> but, the, but, but then he had the outro from Popovich, too. Yeah, that was, was sick, sick, though. That was so cool. I, I like that. I felt like a beat, like, it, it, at, at too many times it cut out. I like, like how it did swell up a little bit, though, you know, closer to the end. It yeah. had a weird yeah. intro, like, it was just nothing. And then there was, like, the, uh, oh, in the, beginning, the beat, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you like, Dobo? Any any of these songs stand out to you? The only other one that was fine uh, was Confident. You know, I thought that kind of embodied, you know, what kind of the album was. Because he was pretty confident on this, these songs. You know, his delivery was strong. Mm -hmm. Like, I I just come in with, like, these fast-paced, you know, verses. And it just sounded so good. Um, I I uh, felt like Fax was a decent track. Um, The D was a little weird, but the, uh, the verses were hard. Um, but then I felt like the beat was like and during the hook, but, but I thought it's like I felt like the verses were really really good. Some of the strongest on the album, and I felt like the hook was like even the songs that didn't really stand out. They weren't bad. They were just yeah. you know just kind of there. I think the only other thing I have to say about this album is the song on trampoline. Um, he kind of has like a little Wayne flow here. I I felt like I, I heard that a little bit too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, my overall grade for the album was a five point four, which considering we haven't really heard anything from Ace Hood in a while, like he's not really popular anymore for that to be better than a Lil Yachty album that kind of says something. My favorite again was Casino, Never Say was my least favorite, but 
overall, I felt like it was a good performance from Ace Hood, a guy that has definitely been underrated for a lot of his career. Yeah, I'm going to give this uh, album a 6 out of 10, just because it had some songs that were I, I feel like I can go back and listen to, you know, and they're just loud and they sound good, sound clean. Um, my favorite track on this album was probably uh, Say Less. I just liked his delivery here, you know, and he, sometimes he just has his fast-paced delivery that's on a lot of songs, but I thought it shined here for me, personally. Yeah, my favorite song on the album was probably 12 O'Clock with Jacqui, purely because of Jacqui. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give the album, I don't know, probably like a 6.3, Okay, something around the 6 range, because I mean, if this album's not going to like be some, it's not going to be something I go back to and listen to constantly, but I think there's two or three songs on here that you could throw into a pay, uh, playlist and listen to. Sweet. Um, so the only other album type thing that was dropped that we're going to cover was the deluxe version of the G Erbo album, PTSD. I'm not the biggest G Erbo fan. I don't think you guys are huge G Erbo fans either. I really liked the title track from it, PTSD, with um, Juice and Chance and Ch um, Lil Uzi. That track was really good to hit, play on the radio all the time. Um, Lawyer Fees with Polo G, I thought was the other best song on the album. Yep, Polo G is definitely an underrated rapper, as we've talked about before. Yep. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of G Herbo. I feel like he's pretty one-dimensional. Uh, I'm not a fan of his voice in particular. Um, my favorite track on the deluxe version was Just a N-Word. Uh, it, it's just one really long, hard verse from G Herbo, and he's talking about racism and run-ins with the cops, and especially with, you know, the the times we're facing right now, I feel like it was very relevant. Um, the lyrics were great. The flow was hard. It's passionate. And I felt like the beat was good from Chase Davis, who I hadn't really heard from before. Um, so I felt like the deluxe as a whole was pretty good, um, especially since I feel like his the, the original album got a lot of attention. So I feel like it's tough to drop a good deluxe version when your original drop was pretty good too. Um, but yeah, that was my favorite track. Yeah, I'm not the biggest uh, G Herbo guy. You know, I haven't listened to much of his music before. I didn't even listen to this album the first time it came out. <laughs> so, you know, I left me scrambling finding, trying to find a track uh, to review. I liked 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. You know, um, his delivery was solid on here. From what I got out of the little listen, you know, that I had, um, sometimes his delivery can be really weird mm -hmm. and is clunky. And I don't really like the way he, you know sometimes flows on these tracks but i thought this uh, track was good it was a little bit more calm and it's just talking about you know it's a tr it's a it's a beat for storytelling it just tells about you know all the pain and all the work that he put in to get where he is and i like how in the uh the middle of the song it cuts out and it's like talking about um there's just a guy talking i'm not sure if it's him or not but there's just this uh this guy saying you know everybody aspires to get out of like the streets but then, like, once you get out of the streets, what opportunities are there for you? So it kind of poses that question. And, you know, I thought that was just, you know, a decent idea to throw out there. And an overall, solid track. Yeah, I like the one with uh, a little Derek Real one. Um, you know, G Herbo's verse gets a little old after a while, like Jackson said. He's kind of has one sound. It gets it gets really annoying, his voice. Um, but the little Dirk uh, part I thought was really good. Little Dirk, I think, is super underrated. Um you know, he always, he's always, always uh, shouting out Chicago, or he's from, um, talking about Chirac and how they're killers and stuff like that. Mentioned the federal case, like, duck the federal case. Um, you know, I, I like the little Dirk part. He was finishing his lines, like, right on when a drum beat was hitting, and it sounded really cool. And then it, it kind of slowed down at the end. Not slowed down, uh, the beat kind of just faded out, and it was kind of him just rapping over a really simple beat, and I thought it sounded really cool. 
Sweet, so we're gonna move on to the first of six singles that we're gonna cover. Uh, kind of have to go rapid fire here because um, we've been going on for a while and we've got six more to cover. But this one I feel like is the one that got the most attention and rightfully so. Black dropping ATL freestyle. I'm a huge fan of Black. He might be my top five favorite artists. Um, got into him back with Spillage Village with, with uh, Jid and Earth Gang. Um, because of those ties, I was kind of hoping he'd play a prominent role in the Revenge of the Dreamers album, and he wasn't even on the original track. He had the one um, song in the deluxe version, Still Dreaming, or yeah, Still Dreaming with um, Loot and Jid, that was really good. Uh, Free Black, his first album, is one of my favorite albums ever. I really liked East Atlanta Love Letter. We just really need new music from Black. This, yeah. this song was incredible. Um, he's really, really talented at switching between rapping and singing. He's got such a soothing voice. I love the beat here. I, I'm, I think the album's going to be dropping sometime this summer, and I'm, I'm super excited. Did you it. see him? Uh, on tw- there was a video on Twitter of him rapping over uh, Coffee Bean, the Travis no. Oh, it sounded so really? cool. Yeah, it sounded really cool. I'll have to look that up, because that's a cool beat. Yeah, it's a good beat. But. Uh, moving on to the next track, we got uh, Amine with a new single, uh, Riri. Um... With Amina, you're always going to expect, you know, these just, like, uh, just upbeat, you know, his vocals are just going to, you know, just get you going, you know, just the way he's very animated and stuff like that. With this track, um, the beat is just hard as hell, and the hook is very catchy, you know, he's talking about, like, all these times his girl fucked him over or whatever. Um, it, it's, it's just, like, there's not really much depth to it. But uh, it's definitely a song that'll get you moving, you know, um, and it definitely gets a lot harder. Um, the bass gets a lot harder in the second verse, um, and there's a nice uh, female vocal to split up the uh, hook and the second verse that I, I'm not sure who it is, but it sounds very clean um, and fits well with the track. The only criticism I have of the song is at the end, uh, it goes out with the, the female vocalist saying nom 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 <laughs> over and over again, and that was annoying. But this track is is pretty sick, and uh, this is the second single that Amine's put out um, this year, along with Shimmy, and that was another great track. So I'm hoping, you know, the album that he, uh, there's an album coming soon, and uh, I bet it's going to sound pretty good. Yeah, another big release on Thursday was Tell Me You Love Me with Trippy Red and Juice World. Um, you know, the late Juice World. Uh, you know, I wish they gave Trippy a little bit more on this song. He's just doing the hook on it, which I thought sounded okay. Trippy is kind of a... I mean, he is an emo rapper. He's in that category. And he has... I like Trippy's voice. He's one of my favorite rappers. Um, with the... I don't know. The Juice Verses were a little interesting. The first one, I wasn't a huge fan of, even though he did his kind of more R&B, soulful side. But I just could, you couldn't understand the lyrics sometimes. It was like mumbling words together. I wasn't a huge fan of the first verse. And then the second verse, I thought was better lyrically, but... I don't like Juice rapping as much as him being more soulful on a song. So I wasn't as big of uh, a fan of it. Yeah, I felt like that one was a little weird. I, like I, You have two beautiful voices with Juice and Trippy. Yeah. And I felt like the beat was just so overwhelming. With, with I thought it was a good beat. I, I, I felt like it was a good beat too, but I'd rather have it be with with the two of them, with a collaboration with those two, I'd rather have a they slower beat they and have them be more just... I want to hear more of their voices. Yeah. Um, next single we have TKN 
or ticking. I still don't know what it means. I don't think anybody knows what it means. That's what's called ticking. It's the Rosalia single with Travis Scott. And leading up into the week, we knew Travis Scott was going to be rapping in Spanish. It was a Rosalia song, not a Travis song. So you knew that most of it was going to be in Spanish. I hated it on my first listen. Yeah. I thought it was garbage. I still don't like it. The more I listen to it, the, the more I like it. I don't. I don't like Rosalia on it. I, don't I like felt. I liked Rosalia's part. I, the right. beat is a little. I, I'm not a, the biggest fan of the beat. I like the Rosalia, the Rosalia verse, and then Travis. They said that or some Travis was supposed to be rapping in Spanish. He doesn't really rap in Spanish. He mm-hmm. just has the like, like those lines. three lines yeah. that kind of sound like like a bridge, and he's not even saying that. Much. He says late. As a profound Spanish uh, speaker. Four years of it. Okay. <laughs> Six, but yes. Okay. Uh, uh, Leche con azúcar. That one I knew. Milk with, with sugar. <laughs> That's what that means. So, okay. This is Ella tiene medida brazuca. Which is like she has Brazilian measures. Like she's got like a the figure of a Brazilian woman basically. And then she says, he says, esa mami es una G. Like mm. that, that mommy is a G. But in Spanish and English, they have different alphabets. So G in Spanish is hey. So like you, you've got three bars in Spanish and then you say G. I, I, I felt like that, that was kind of weird. <laughs> of all the Spanish he's going to be speaking, I felt like that just didn't really make sense. And then Different. the entire Travis verse was English. Yeah. I, I, I did didn't you, like Did that. you want the Spanish verse? Did you want more Spanish from Travis? Yeah, I did. I honestly did. I wanted to hear him rap hard in spanish I, it, he did, it's so different like with the pronunciations of words like i don't he couldn't just slide over a beat speaking spanish i felt like he could i feel like he could because he said he he in the hook a couple times it was rosalia and travis speaking together and it sounded like he was able to flow pretty well with the spanish language if he was doing a hard rap over a spanish beat the song would not be out yet <laughs> they would still be working on his on his part <laughs> probably but i mean I felt like it was. It's still growing on me. Um, I think we'll, it was we'll see what I think about it in a week. But it's growing it was, on me. I think it was initially disappointing. It was. I think most people have just thought of, thought of that and haven't given it more of a listen, like me. So. I I don't know. I looked. I, I looked on Twitter at, right after the song dropped. People love it. I think it's a hit. I think people. I think it's going to become a radio song. But I didn't like it at first. It's growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how this song is going to do. You know, outside the United States. Oh, yeah. very well. I bet yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna globally it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna blow up. up. It's gonna blow up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next track we got here is both sides uh, with Gucci Mane uh, featuring Lil Baby. You know, Lil Baby's having a tear of a year. Mm-hmm. Just a uh, great album, great features. You know, even though he's done with features now, he is. So no, he said he's done. I thought he said I that he's he done. Was, he said he was done giving him out. I thought no, I thought he's done letting features be on his album. Oh, I don't know. That's what that's the impression I, thought, I got. I, oh, I thought he was, he was done, done giving them out to people. I thought he was done paying for features because he didn't think it was worth it. That's the impression uh, I got. Okay. I hope but he's I don't not know. I hope he's not done with features because this is a track where, you know, he sounded really good on the hook. Um subject matter here just talking about, you know, don't don't switch sides, don't play both sides, or you're gonna get killed. <laughs> um but Gucci Mane is is really really good on this track. Usually you know, just because he has so much music, um Sometimes I feel like he's just kind of boring, but on this track he works well, especially with Lil Baby, uh, mixing things up, um, especially with a feature like Lil Baby, who, you know, is really making the most of his 2020. 
Um, so this is a solid track. Um, nothing much more to say about it. Talking about boring, the last single we'll look at is Execute by Jay Critch, and then Tank God is also on it. You know, Jay Critch has one sound, really. I mean, I think he's mostly known for fashion. His song, I don't, was Rich the Kid on? I don't know if Rich yeah, the Kid. Yeah, Rich okay. Kid. Um, where he, he actually sounds way different than he does on his album, that his album that came out. I mean, on fashion, he's more, I think it's more auto-tuned, but it's more like, I don't know, I think it sounds better than anything that he's done in, since then. I mean, he has brown hair off his last album, which actually sounded pretty good. It was him being more, being more soulful. I don't know. The song's just so. I, I don't know. He can't I, can't. I can't. I don't even know the words to describe it. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Jay Critch. He sounds the same the entire album. Not talking about anything super significant. I mean, this song didn't stand out to me at all, and it's one I'll never listen to again. All right. Fair enough. Um, as of now, I don't think any artists, top artists, are supposed to be dropping this Thursday. Right? I, I haven't seen I anything. I haven't um, seen any notable ones. Yeah, so... I mean, obviously, we've, we've even been reviewing not-so-great artists like Yachty, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least it's <laughs> yeah, That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, maybe we don't have music to review next week. Maybe we do. If not, we'll still come up with something fun to do. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, let us know if you agree or disagree, and uh, tune in next week on uh, the next episode of Friday to Friday. Thank you.